Welcome to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Lane Fargo, and I am here with Kristen Lepianca. Hello. Halloween is over now, but spooky season is forever. So what did you do, Kristen? I heard you dressed up your cats. Is this true? I did. It is true. Snapple was a witch, and Spencer was a bumblebee. Uh, Snapple is like 18 years old and is very like slow moving and sleepy. So she was quite easy to dress up with her her little witch hat. Uh, Spencer is much younger and more agile and he did not really enjoy being a bumblebee, but I enjoyed it. And that's what matters because I do lots of things that I don't enjoy for them. So. Well, that's true. I'm like, if they get to live in your house rent free, by the way, like no jobs. (laughs) Exactly. No (laughs) jobs. provide for every need that they have like they can dress up as a bumblebee once a year for your own amusement yeah that for like fair for like three minutes you can just deal with being a bumblebee spencer so. <laughs> <laughs> if i got free room and board and food and snuggles i would dress up as a bumblebee for someone like even if it was a weird sex thing i'd do it right you know? like i mean you gotta you, you gotta earn your keep and if it's <laughs> once a year fine like yeah seriously it, his costume had like a little little fuzzy bee hat with like antenna and then it had like a body piece with wings and like we we put him in it and we we set him on um a, the the chair where we take pictures of the cats because you have a special see, chair for that you can't see how messy uh my house is oh, gotcha, in that okay. one chair so we put him on the the chair of, of photographs and he sort of like he like sort of slid backwards off of the chair and then just like backed up behind the chair and wriggled himself out of the costume and emerged back to being just a cat, no longer a bumblebee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cute. <laughs> so did did you dress up or just the cats? Just the cats. Okay. I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not performing for anyone. No one's no one's giving me free room and board. So <laughs> that's a good point. I like in the before times we get really excited about dressing up for Halloween, but now it's like, but why? Like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now it's like, well, I'm not leaving my house. So. Sorry, my dog is freaking out because <laughs> the Amazon man is here. Oh, no. <laughs> He'll throw it over the fence, buddy. Relax. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know, though. <laughs> he doesn't bark. He just whines like he's very upset. Yeah, I wasn't sure what kind of animal that was. It was like a kind of an otherworldly howl. <laughs> He's, uh, he really doesn't bark at all. Like our old dog would bark her head off and he just whines. Finn, come here. The pets are just making all sorts of appearances on the podcast because you know I'm not cutting this out either. Yeah, like I'm a for, professional. You, we're up to like what, 60 episodes now? And for a long time they were just like quietly in the home. But now they're like, they're a part of it. They're, they're a part of the team. Special guest stars. If anyone yes. doesn't like it, who fucking cares? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So our topic today, um, we're going to talk about the whole, I guess, meme phenomenon. Like, what do we want to call this? Of good for her. <laughs> good yeah, for her. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, a meme that spawned a genre almost. And like for context, the the origin of this this meme in the meme sense is um, like a, a still from Arrested Development, right? Where we have the hilarious Jessica Walter, aka Lucille Bluth saying you know good for her in response to a news story about a woman who drowned her children (laughs) i feel like that piece gets lost in this discussion a lot (laughs) so so it's like it's like super dark it's like this woman got sick of her family and drowned her children and possibly committed suicide i don't even remember 
but you know Lucille who is like a a very bitter alcoholic rich lady um she's like good for her like raises her glass good for her yeah, yeah. yes and a, a toast to good good for her for just you know acting on that impulse of being just fucking sick of everybody uh mm-hmm. so and and that is like widely circulated on on social media as like a little response gif to mm-hmm. various things pretty much anything like yes. it has a very broad application and yes. i love that um but then also in the last i don't know like year or two there's been this graphic going around on twitter and tumblr and all these things um with all stills from various movies calling it the good for her cinematic universe and some of these movies are um it's kind of different like there's like the original graphic and then you see like other ones that have have been made so sort of spawned various things but (laughs) definitely gone girl which we talk about all the time on this podcast that one's frequently mentioned um midsummer the witch um the Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss, which is a really great movie. I don't know if you've seen that one, but I, I haven't. I'm not. Sh- I wasn't sure if it was too jump scary for me. Can you? No, I think it'll be okay. Okay, I might. I might have to watch that then because I, I really do like Elizabeth Moss. It's about like a terrible man getting what he deserves, which is like what a lot of these are about. <laughs> so we'll get into that. <laughs> um, and then Jennifer's Body, Knives Out. Mm-hmm um Suspiria I've seen sometimes like the new one with Dakota Johnson which is very different from the old one from the 70s or whenever that was so this this contains multitudes but this is definitely like uh, a type of story that people enjoy and then it really I'd, I'd heard this before and obviously I'd seen the Arrested Development thing but it really came to my attention when I had a Goodreads reviewer mention it in a review for they never learn and then after that there were so many like i have probably (laughs) at least 20 goodreads reviews for they never learn that are like four or five stars and the entire text of the review is just good for her (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing and i love this i support this like please absolutely (laughs) keep it going (laughs) but it made me think i was like okay like what this is really something that's that's taking off and it also is something that think we say a lot on this show or like imply at least <laughs> yes. talking about unlikable female characters so we thought we thought we'd do a little deep dive here yes and I think it's it's interesting like to see you know there there are sort of like the original you know good for her cinematic universe graphics where there's like all of these movies are like thrillers or or horror like there's something dark about them but then like if you kind of fall down the rabbit hole of looking at um letterboxed lists of the movies that are included are kind of hilarious. Singing in the Rain, I see. Is on Wait, this what? List. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I like I don't okay. understand. The sound of music. And then we have like, okay, here's Suspiria. Uh here's um Heathers. Okay, sure. Um here's the Princess Bride. What? Here's my girl. What? Like, my girl? Like... That nothing about that was good for her. No! <laughs> it was all bad for her. I don't know. So it just sort of like, is this in in some way are people sort of being like, this is a movie that contains a human woman. Good Who for like her. triumphs in some way, except in My in Girl, which is that's right. inexplicable. Um, yeah. I'm really like puzzling over the sound of music because I could see that like if the Baroness sarcastically was like, good for you, Maria. 
he's your problem yeah. now. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Anchorman? No. Just stop, internet. Like, what is oh happening? My God. <laughs> I saw Matilda a lot, which was interesting because it's all of these, like, very adult, yeah, like, horror and thriller movies and then Matilda. But that one, at least, like, I, I understand where they're coming from right. with that. Like, okay, okay. The Princess Bride. Interesting. All right. So it, yeah. this is sort of like with, you know, our discussions of unlikable female characters, which can also be any human woman, like, speaking or moving in the world. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> people just apply these labels to anything. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's like this this particular list says that uh, it's any movie where a woman achieves her dreams or receives an end to her story that is actually satisfying, which like, no, I don't think that's exactly what Lucille Bluth meant. No. My <laughs> good for her. No, to me, there definitely has to be this darker cast to it. It's like she did something morally abhorrent but good for her like it was worth it (laughs) yeah and a lot of these stories are revenge fantasies in some way although that's not like the whole of the genre like there there's something else to it which um we can talk about and try and like tease that out a little bit but i was noticing that a lot of these were things we talked about in like our episode on the vengeful bitch and you know we talk about gone girl for everything (laughs) obviously (laughs) but that's another revenge fantasy and then my my book they never learn is definitely a revenge fantasy like that was my whole reason for writing it because i was really angry and i couldn't stab any rapists so i created a character (laughs) who could and i regret nothing (laughs) no 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 regrets it's it's interesting because like the idea of feminism is of course wrapped up in anything that that features female characters um a lot of these a lot of these movies gone girl included honestly like gone girl the existence of the movie i think is feminist but like the care it's not it's not like we're like amy dunn she is you know she's a a, a great representative of feminism she's a <laughs> You know, she, we, 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 like, she's what we want to be. Like, no, we don't aspire to be sociopaths. That's well, not why. Well, okay. Maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally, I see what you're saying. I yeah. sarcastically will say a lot that I, like, want to be Amy Dunn when I grow up and she did nothing wrong and all that. But, like, I know she did some wrong things. <laughs> I right. Know. Right. But, I like, we, it. we love her because the character is interesting and, like, her story being told in the way that it's told is interesting and like it's not like oh yes she's a a great example of of a woman achieving her goals like no (laughs) that's not what we love about amy like we love that she's awful because that's interesting it's interesting when female characters are allowed to be awful and bad and do bad things Mm -hmm. not because we love bad things but because we love women being allowed to do whatever they want that's the whole point (laughs) Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm noticing as well, The Princess Bride and Sound of Music notwithstanding, um, (laughs) most of the movies that I would actually consider to be this good for her narrative, it's a woman not just getting revenge, but like triumphing in in some way and in a way that doesn't involve a romantic arc. Like she succeeds at the end and it's not because she got the the guy or or whatever, um, but because she achieved some sort of career goal or some sort of revenge goal or some sort of like knives out is a really interesting one actually because i see i see this one mentioned a lot most of these other movies the female characters are like pretty 
bad people <laughs> or yeah. maybe not as bad as Amy, but they've like done some some wrong things. And in Marta and Knives Out is like the only nice person in the movie. So like at the right. end when she triumphs and is standing there with the coffee mug and she's inherited the mansion and everything, like you really are like good for you you deserve that like that's right. like a genuine like good for her absolutely those rich white assholes deserved this <laughs> like 100 percent. yes exactly and marta is interesting because like she didn't set in motion the what what ends up happening but like mm-hmm. her her triumph is sort of like she managed to get out of it um relatively unscathed yeah which is, which is interesting yeah many of these other other stories it's like the woman has more agency perhaps but she's also a little more like scheming making things happen um like let's see i've seen kill bill mentioned a lot as well on this list i mean that's one where obviously something very bad has happened to her and now she's exacting revenge um carrie Mm mm-hmm things like that the invisible man obviously like that's a she's gotten out of an abusive relationship and is then getting revenge on this horrible asshole so i mean i guess like she's a nice person a lot of they're not all as bad as amy i'll say that but i feel like marta is marta is like an especially good person in in terms of like these movies and (laughs) yeah like if there was a good for her spectrum like amy is on one end and marta is on the opposite end yeah, that's a good way to put it, actually. There's kind of yeah. a spectrum, for sure. Yeah, I see on on this one list, Ready or Not mentioned. Have you seen this? Yeah, I talked about that in the Final Girl episode. And um, that's the one about the the bride who, like, has to play hide yes. and seek on her wedding yes. night. And they're trying to, like, hunt her down. She also is, like, has she's done nothing wrong and is just trying right. to fight for her life. Yeah, I feel like the, the final shot of that movie is, like, kind of similar to knives out like it's like a very like you know the the image of her just like walking out of the house is very good for her powerful even though she's not she's definitely killed people i guess in this movie but you know she's not like an amy level sociopath Mm -hmm. she's just triumphed over her her circumstances not really getting what she wants other than like if what she wants is to live I do feel like a lot of these movies end with like a woman covered in blood smiling. Like this is yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, it's like the common thread. <laughs> so I was thinking about this this movie I watched called The Columnist, which I think is it's like Danish or something. Maybe I have that wrong, but um it's this I think I've mentioned it on the show before. It's this writer who has writer's block and um to combat her writer's block she starts hunting down the men who've like said mean things about her on the internet and killing them (laughs) and the final image of that movie is she goes to her book party and she's wearing this like beautiful white suit and has blood all over her from the last guy she killed and everyone thinks it's just like a kind of performance art or something (laughs) and she's standing there like raising a glass covered in blood nice (laughs) and i'm like yeah good for you yeah absolutely yeah, I guess like th- that is part of it. Like this, this is this image of of a woman, probably a beautiful woman, covered in blood and smiling like a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like part of the ethos of of good for her. Mm-hmm. Another one I wanted to bring up, though, I think we're going to have to spoil all of these to talk about them. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. But most <laughs> of these things have been out for a long time. Um, did you watch that movie? I care a lot, starring Rosamund Pike, who no, plays I, Amy and Gone I Girl. Have not seen it yet. Oh, no. I don't want to spoil it for you either. Maybe I'll have to cut this. 
I'll just I'll just say it is more interested in um punishing the the bad female main character than some of these other narratives are like it could have mm. been more of a good for her sort of thing but then it ends in a way that uh is a little is a little different where she doesn't get to triumph so completely i'll say that okay That's got it hopefully not not too spoilery but i found that a lot with um the responses to they never learn people seem to want i guess i'll spoil my own book here too <laughs> whatever <laughs> you've been listening to the show for this long and you haven't like read our books i don't know <laughs> right right if you haven't read them by now you're probably not going to so it's fine which is fine we love it's, you yes, keep listening we still love you it's okay yeah um but so like scarlet gets away with it at the end she like gets the girl and gets away with everything and doesn't get punished and i have seen a lot of reviews as well that are like oh i really liked this and i was enjoying it and i was rooting for her but then like there were no consequences and i'm so upset that she wasn't punished and i'm so like (laughs) what are we saying are we saying that it's okay to be a serial killer (laughs) and i just I don't know. Like, I'm not really interested in writing stories where, like, the bitch gets punished at the end. Like, that's just not... I don't care if it's realistic. I don't care if it's morally right. Like, just as a an author, that doesn't really interest me. I like either the triumphant ending or, you know, in Gone Girl, obviously, the ending is, like, y'all deserve each other. You're both terrible and now you're right. trapped in this forever. Like, I love that kind of ending as well. Mm-hmm. But the ending where it's, like, we enjoy the uh, adventures of this kind of problematic, nasty female character. And then she gets punished at the end. So we like kind of feel vindicated or something. And I'm, when I say we, I mean like the patriarchy, not like right. personally. <laughs> right, right, right. But I feel like that was a lot in these uh, like 80s erotic thrillers, things like that, where we would like enjoy watching this woman just like ruin people's lives and everything. But then at the end she got punished. So like it was right. okay. Like justice was done. And I just hate that shit. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, I agree. And I also, I, th- I wonder, like, how much of that is just sort of, like, baked in from the olden times when the Hayes Code was at work. And the only way that you could tell certain stories was to make sure these bad deviant characters got what was coming to them, you know? And so it's just sort of, like, it's become a part of the way we expect stories to be told. And it's, like, it's kind of weird, right? Like... There's no there's no reason that that should affect your enjoyment of a story <clears throat> like yeah if you're, if you're if you're interested in the character it's like there's something compelling there you should be allowed to experience and enjoy that character it's not about like it's not about balancing the scales in the end like that's not we're not in the business of like we don't have to write things that balance the scales you know we can yeah. tell whatever stories we want and we're, we're not like advocating for everything in the books that we write we're not like putting our seal of approval like yes murder is good go for it you can tell a story and have it be satisfying and have you know readers find it satisfying without viewing it as some sort of tacit endorsement Mm -hmm. and i saw a lot in the i read many think pieces about the good for her phenomenon to prepare for this episode and (laughs) some of them are like kind of reveling in in this genre as we are here on this podcast but some of them had this tone and these are things like written by women primarily like had this tone of like well okay like we can celebrate like marta from knives out but like i don't know if you guys know that amy dunn is a bad person and she shouldn't be celebrated like really trying to sort of 
like moral panic but also like are you like do you not know that this is a bad person do I need to teach you about morals kind of right thing. it's so frustrating I mean I see this a lot too with think pieces about like the gothic hero or um because this is an interest of mine like women who have a crush on Kylo Ren from Star Wars Hello. <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> where people are like do you know that Kylo Ren is a villain and that he's killed people and he's like in league with the dark side and he's bad and I'm like yes thank you I did know that I also like can tell fiction from reality and I'm right. not like going out trying to like marry a dark lord in real life <laughs> it's just I mean I guess it ha- people have to find things to write about on the internet but there is this this like moralizing kind of like well you know if we enjoy books about serial killers who don't get punished then like people will just go around serial killing and they'll think right. it's okay <laughs> right. it's like where does where does that come from is it just like people pulling at threads to so they can write their columns and have something know. to contribute to the discourse with a capital D uh, <laughs> discourse with a capital D, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it's just, it's bizarre because like, you know, it, it's re- that is really wrapped up in the whole idea of this podcast is that like, yeah, we like unlikable characters. Like, okay, when we say l- like them and when we say unlikable, it's just like, you know, you can find something interesting and want to read about it without thinking it's a good representation I don't understand mm-hmm. like where where people are getting hung up on that. Um, it's yeah, very, it's very funny. And you can say good for her about like a fictional character achieving her, her <laughs> dreams or whatever it's supposed to be without right. thinking that it's okay to go around murdering people or scheming or like whatever it is. I we can still enjoy these things in fiction, and I think it's honestly like. It's just like a way of letting off steam because the patriarchy is so exhausting. It's like fun to just watch women tear it up and do what they want in movies and read about it in books. And it's like a pressure valve. So we don't go murder everyone. Right. So like you're welcome men. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like it's there. It's it satisfies some kind of it when you when you watch or read a story about, you know, a woman behaving badly or reacting in a way that. Like you, you cannot react that way in society. Like, and we we understand that. Like, we're not saying, "Oh, we wish we could go around doing this." It's just like to see that emotion sort of embodied in a story that sort of takes it to extremes is just inherently interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. One thing I was noticing though in this list of of movies that's going around as the good for her cinematic universe, they're almost all written and directed by men. Ah! Just like the whole final girl thing. Like <laughs> seriously. The only one I'm sure so like Gone Girl was obviously the screenplay was written by Gillian Flynn based on her book, but it was directed by a man. Mm-hmm. Um my favorite male director, David Fincher, but still a man. He <laughs> 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 can't help it. And then I mean the only other one I'm Sure, like Jennifer's body was written and directed by women by Diablo Cody and Karin Kasama, but the rest of these, I think they're all written and directed by men. So, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, like, most as we said in the Final Girl episode, most movies are written and directed by white men, and so, like, obviously, any movies we're talking about, like, that will be true as well. It's just like statistically a fact, unfortunately. Um, but 
that is striking to me. Like you would think mm-hmm. any sort of, if, if there was like any area where women might have the edge, it would be the good for her cinematic universe. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? So I've gone to a dark place. I'm now on page four of this uh, letterbox list. Oh no. And I, s- there? I see the woman in the window. No. <laughs> no, Kristen. <laughs> Why? Why is it happening? What is happening? Like, no. Also another one where there it was not good for her. Well, although I guess at the end when she puts on her high heels and, and her, her hair makeup, is brushed and, and she walks yeah. out of her house and she's happy and clean and everything is fine. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, anytime I see a reference to that movie, I just feel like the world is trolling me. It's everywhere. It is. I'm about to go to an airport next week, and I just know that the book will be everywhere, and I can't, like, hide all the copies, but I want to. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what else is on page four? I have to know now. Okay, let's see. What else do we have here on page four? Um, Stardust? That's a weird choice. The main character is not even a woman in that movie. No. Um, The Fantastic Mr. Fox? What? Is this what is what? this? What is this? <laughs> who did this? Right, who did this to us? I don't understand. Um Death Proof? Mm, okay, I can maybe. kind of see that one. Yeah, yeah. Even um, though Quentin Tarantino is garbage, uh we don't have time for all of that. But right. I did mention Kill Bill earlier. Yeah. I mean that's sort of like in Inglorious Bastards too. There's definitely like a real good for her moment in that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's killing Nazis, so Right. That's um, always that's always good. We yeah. do endorse that. We do. We do. Punch them, kill them, whatever you want to do. We've got The Happiest Season is on page four. Uh, okay. That definitely not... That would be good for her if she had gotten together with Aubrey Plaza. Yes. Like everyone wanted her to. Yes. <laughs> but instead, no. Uh, yeah, I'm closing this list. It's upsetting me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> don't look at it anymore. No. You, you don't deserve that. No. Um. We should talk about some books that do this. We've mostly been talking about movies and the whole cinematic universe, but there are definitely some books besides mine that are great, good for her narratives. Yes. I was thinking of, I mean, Bad Habits by a friend of the podcast, Amy Gentry, is definitely Mm -hmm. one of those. I was saying that a lot to myself during that book. (laughs) (laughs) I see on some of these lists, the girl with the dragon tattoo mentioned, but I'm not here for that thing yeah we've we've discussed yeah. that one before like and it is i mean i i get where they're coming from but no. <laughs> i mean that's yeah. the other thing it's like so many of these so many of these narratives are like i mean the invisible man and kill bill and all. it's like a woman who's been abused in some way right it's like not it's not just triumphing but it's like triumphing over trauma right uh, in a lot of ways and yes yeah which is also something i tried to avoid and they never learn that like she was not herself a rape victim and i've definitely gotten those reviews that are like well i would have understood it if like she had been raped but i just don't understand why she turned into a killer when it was just her friend who got assaulted i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, don't have time for all of that um yeah there is this it's that radioactive rape spider thing that we talked about all the way in episode like one or two or whatever right (laughs) um why are all the examples i can think of movies rather than books i guess i'm becoming stupid as the pandemic wears on 
That's okay. I've got <laughs> some more. Um, so My Lovely Wife by Samantha Downing. Definitely, mm. I would say, a good for her narrative, although it's being narrated by her husband, who maybe by partway through the book is like, actually, this is very bad for me, so I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think, like, who reads that book and roots for him? Right, like, right. Really no one. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, My Sister the Serial Killer by, by yep, William yep. Braithwaite. That's a good one. The Truth Hurts by Rebecca Reed, which I read recently, and I can't really, like, say why it's a good for her book without spoiling the shit out of it, but just know that it is. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. And then uh, The Lady Upstairs by Hallie Sutton, mm-hmm. for sure. And then uh, Cackle by Rachel Harrison, who we just had on the show. That's, like, very much a a good for her, good for all of the women involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, would, I would also add um, Nice Girls by Catherine Dang. I haven't read that yet. I know that was in our reading preview, yes. and I have not read it yet. I'm so excited, good. too. Yes, it's wonderful. I think it's, like, it's so interesting that so many of these – are they're not all like rape revenge fantasies but there is an element of revenge in all of them even in like the original um you know the arrested development meme (laughs) that's it's like (laughs) you know this 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 woman who's just mentioned in passing on in this scene like um i guess killing your annoying children is the ultimate revenge on them (laughs) (laughs) that's dark lucille would approve yes well, and the fact that she says it in front of her son. Yes. And Buster's like, oh, my God. Yeah. So good. <laughs> but it's it's kind of like it doesn't have to be a revenge thing necessarily. It certainly doesn't have to be a sexual assault backstory in order for it to fit into the genre. But it has to be like like a woman who's just fucking had enough. Mm-hmm. And she takes matters into her own hands in some way and comes out triumphant and whether we agree with her methods or not I mean right. I think <laughs> that depends on the story whether we think she's justified or or in the right but that's the the common thread is like they've just had enough and they are not gonna put up with the shit anymore they're not gonna <laughs> be the like nice lady and just like take it they're gonna take what's theirs and everyone who doesn't want that for them right and that's it i think the justification thing and whether or not we think that this character is entitled to have that moment of just being over it is really interesting because it's like we've also talked on on the podcast before about like um in the film peppermint with jennifer garner she's like just a nice lady whose family gets murdered and then she becomes like a psycho killer assassin and murders a whole cartel and it's like you know why does it like of course this results from her having like her family was murdered because that's the only way it's acceptable for a woman to do these things is like because mm-hmm. someone someone hurt her family or something like we we don't often we don't as often get to see someone who's just fucking sick of it in general you know it's like think of it whatever right? it is whatever it, it is yeah yeah but that's like the most i don't know relatable motivation i'm just sick of everything right now I'm oh yeah sick of it so sick of it Completely. like <laughs> whatever it is i'm sick of it yes <laughs> yeah it's almost more interesting when someone is not justified you know or not or doesn't have a personal like a personal stake in correcting a wrong it's more like 
a wrong that exists and she's fucking sick of the wrong existing not necessarily that it's like a personal Mm -hmm. a personal thing you know i think that female characters don't have to have earned it you know they don't have to have like you don't have to have experienced a trauma in order to be sick of it you can just be sick of it because you're sick of it (laughs) Yeah. But I do think like the one area where I I sort of agree with the critical think pieces that are like unpacking this whole phenomenon is it is a problem if we kind of confuse these for like like that these are feminist movies that like the good for her movies and feminist movies are one and the same like they right. can be but they're not necessarily i you're right about you know the the existence of a character like Amy Dunn and the fact that we're able to have narratives like this now is feminist yes um but like gone girl itself amy herself not necessarily feminist right the viewpoint of that story not necessarily but like the existence of this character is and i think that gets confused a lot people are like oh these are great like examples of feminist cinema and it's like well you know not really they're just movies starring women who couldn't fucking take it anymore and (laughs) exacted some sort of revenge or, or something else um and we can say good for her even if, you know, <laughs> it's not a triumph for feminism. It's just a triumph for this one particular woman. Right. And it's like, I don't think I don't, every movie or book or whatever, every story that has a woman in it does not need to be an example of a feminist story. And that's no. fine. Um, and But it's also like, it, it doesn't need to be one. And it also, it shouldn't be one just because it contains a human woman. Like, it's it's important to like perceive the nuances of that um and understand that like when we say good for her it's not like it's not a stamp of approval it's just finding the story to be engaging mm-hmm. and like satisfying as a story yes not necessarily satisfying morally or like a great example of what to do in your own real life right and like you know when we read or when we watch movies like we're looking to be entertained and, you know, watch a story to its satisfying conclusion. It's not about a morally satisfying conclusion, at least not for me. Like, that's not why I watch no. things or read things. Like, and if, if it, that is why you watch and read things, that's fine, of course. But, like, just, you know, be mindful that that's different than, um, you know, finding something to be satisfying from a storytelling perspective which is very different from like yes i love amy dunn i think she is you know uh, she should be on the the trading card for feminism everywhere like obviously (laughs) not (laughs) next to the word feminism in the encyclopedia amy dunn the perfect example a shining star (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) We will never be done talking about her. If anyone's sick of us talking about Amy, like, I'm sorry. She's iconic. It she is. She is iconic. I can't stop. Yeah. She's a great example of, like, literally everything that we talk about on this podcast. Yes. Amy Dunn and Betty Draper, I feel like, fit into so many of the specific spaces that we we cover here. Like, just because they're so interesting. Well, we haven't talked about Betty in a while, but, like, when she shot down the birds or whatever, yes, good I for her. I was thinking of that exact <laughs> scene she's like smoking a cigarette and wearing her gorgeous white sunglasses and just like shooting those pigeons whatever they are doves um (laughs) they deserved it good for her yeah (laughs) 
All right. Well, that's all we have on the subject of good for her. But if you guys uh, who are out there listening have any examples that we've missed or like other kind of good for her stories or even examples from real life, we would love to hear about them on our social media. And then um, our next guest uh, on our next episode is going to be the first actual man we've ever had on this podcast because Jonathan Mallory Davis <laughs> <laughs> doesn't technically count. So, Kristen, do you want to tell us who our next guest yes. is? Yes. So, um, we'll be talking to John Copenhaver, who is the author of the brand new book, The Savage Kind, which is like an absolute buffet of unlikable female characters. It's just chock full of complicated women, and it's wonderful. So, um it's definitely you know we'll we'll forgive him for being a man uh because he wrote an amazing book and (laughs) so you know that's that's exciting that uh you know we we've uh we've diversified in this way and jonathan mallory davis is is no longer the only male voice to be heard on these (laughs) airwaves Our, our token man. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for that interview with John, and that'll be up in two weeks. And uh, until then, good for all of you. Good for yes. us. Good for us. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at UnlikableFCPod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.